Hey guys, it's Preston here. Before we get started with today's episode, I need to ask you for help. Every week, Clay and I show up ready to give our most authentic, genuine advice for freelancers trying to scale their business. But without a freelancer on the other end of the call, it's really just not as fun. So if you've been listening for a while, or even if you're brand new here and you still haven't joined us for a call, do me a favor and click the link in the show notes of this episode or just visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. There you can sign up for a time to chat with me and Clay. You'll find a short survey so we can learn more about your business. And we promise we'll do our best to help you take your freelance business to the next level. It's all free. There's no catch. We just love to air these conversations on the podcast. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to have everything figured out. But in order to make this show every week for you and thousands of other listeners, we need your help. So visit freelance2founder.com today and sign up. We can't wait to chat with you. And now onto the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode, I'm not here. <laughs> I mean, I'm reading this intro right now, but when this actual conversation took place, I was dealing with some family stuff and I was out of the office. But in my absence, Clay is joined by our very good friend, Adam Wright. He's a talented freelancer who works on both of our teams at the moment. And Clay and Adam get into one of the toughest topics all of us face at one time or another on our freelance two-founder journey and that's imposter syndrome. And I have to say, it's a great conversation, really open and enlightening, and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll send it to Clay and Adam right after this quick break from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance rules and restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I am not Preston Lee. I'm Clay Mosley. Preston is actually out this week. Um, and instead, we have uh, Adam. Adam Wright is here with Adam Wright Design. Hey, Adam. What's up, Clay? <laughs> so so today is uh, today's kind of funny because... Uh, uh, we we decided to do just kind of an impromptu episode, and we're going to uh, talk about um, what was it? Imposter syndrome, right? Yes. So before we get into that, since this is is this the, were you on the on the on the show before, even as a guest? No, I haven't. Uh, well, God, why why haven't you even been on as a guest? Uh, I know. So Ad, just a little bit of background. Adam works with both Preston and I. 
so he works both on both of our teams. Um, awesome, uh, awesome web graphic designer. Um, so since you have not been on the show before, um, which by the way, we are just doing this episode, just me and Adam, we do not have a guest today. Um, so we're, I, I want to get, I'll give everybody a little bit of context of like what you do, what's your background. Um, and yeah, I'll let you take it away. Sure. Um, so I've actually, this year marks, uh, 10 years. I've actually, since I started freelancing. So, uh, been like in the veteran. game, been in the game a while, and um, I started out as a graphic designer. That's kind of what I went to school for, um, and you know, started out getting a couple clients, dabbled in freelancing, and then kind of just snowballed from there over the years. Um, got into web design. I always just kind of loved the idea of coding, even as frustrating as it can be. Right, <laughs> coding can be so frustrating. And sure. um, so got into uh, WordPress and, uh, you know, like I said, Snowballed, I have Adam Wright Design now um, doing website and graphic design together. So like I said, doing some work for you, uh, doing some content management for Preston over at Milo for five or six years now. So um, so you, you yeah. have like, you have a little bit of a similar, similar like, not not businesses as Preston, but like I'm just thinking of the way like how you started as a graphic designer and then you turn not really turned into web, but like you added that onto your services. Cause like, you know, Milo, for those of you that don't know, used to be called something. It used to be called, I think, graphic design blender or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Preston, uh, you know, is graphic design. So like that's so similar, I guess, path. Just you just went a different uh Route, I guess, similar path but different route, similar right. evolvement, right? Uh, but different route. Um, so, so ten years. For some reason, how did I not know you've been in the business for ten years? Like that's even longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only been, I've only been in it for seven years. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> secretly behind the scenes here, right? Uh, Adam, Adam, I think is the best at that. He's like super secret. Um, he's kind of like um, for the. I don't know if you guys. If you guys have you ever seen House of Cards, I have on, on Netflix. Okay, so like, Mm-mm. and it's a very political show, right? It's like it's all about politics. But then Kevin Spacey, he's the politician, but he has this high, this right hand man that kind of takes care of things. He's the cleaner. Okay, right? but you don't. <laughs> no one ever sees him. He, you're kind of like that, except you don't kill people. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah At least right. I hope you don't. <laughs> I just I just create websites. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so okay, so this is a really good topic, I think, because imposter syndrome, no matter who you are, no matter how big of an influence you have or how big of a following you have, this is something I think that always stays with with you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. It's like you always have that feeling of, am I good enough? Right? It's it's just mm-hmm. like, and it's so difficult to deal with, especially if you're new. So um, you've been in the business for 10 years. I've been it for for I've been self-employed for seven years. You would think that like and 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 you know, like with me, I've even sold an agency, right? So like you would think that imposter syndrome would not be a thing for both of us, but it still is. So right. why why is that why do you think that is? Why is it still with you? Honestly, I was just talking about this yesterday. 
um, I'm in this like weekly group I'm a part of. It's like like-minded individuals like me. And um, it was a topic I brought up yesterday and just was honest and saying I struggle with it. And I think that even though, I mean, several years ago, someone once said, you know, there will always be someone out there that's better than you. That's just yeah. the truth of the matter is you're that's the truth. There's someone that does better work, you know, but if you can at least believe in your expertise and your knowledge and that you're helping your client achieve what they are looking for, then it doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, if yeah, you're creating absolutely. results, happy clients, um, doesn't matter, which obviously mm-hmm. I still it's, struggle with the imposter syndrome though, because I think about, you know, am I doing the best work I can? And, or, and something I was thinking about yesterday mostly is when it comes to pricing, you know, and figuring out, am I charging or like, is what I'm charging the proposal I'm about to send, are they going to be willing to pay for that? Or, mm-hmm. and then you have this little voice in your head, second guessing, like maybe you should lower it a little bit because you think they're not going to pay that much. Or, you know, even though the value. Yeah, no, those are all, those are all like thoughts that go through your head, right? That go through mm-hmm. my head too. I like what you said about there's always somebody that's better than you. Every, like, there's always somebody better, you know, unless you're Elon Musk, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and and probably even I would even venture to say there's somebody like in his head there's somebody better than him. It may not be at probably. what he does, right? But like what he's what he's trying to do in other realms, right? But here is just as, as an equal of a fact. There's always somebody that's worse than you, mm-hmm. right? There's always somebody that's worse than you, and Very true. And almost one hundred percent, almost almost. 100% of clients fit in that category, right? I, I do have some clients that that think they know more than me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. We all know about those. Like, those are like, those are the nightmare clients, in my opinion. Like, it's like they, they only want to hire a technician yeah. instead of a strategist, you know? Yeah, but the, the catch here also to that point is there will always be people worse than you and... There's always going to be people worse than you or charging more than you are. Mm, yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about pricing. Um, because in our industry, so when I say our, I'm talking about the creative industry, like web, graphic design. Um, uh, you can even be like something in like video production or whatever, any kind of creative. Mm-hmm. The the fees that people charge are all over the they're they're everywhere. It's it's mm-hmm. from one spectrum to another. There are people that charge hell. When I started out, I charged five hundred dollars one time fee for a website. Um, but now I charge a hell of a lot more than that. And so, like now, I charge. There's this. I only do one cert, like done for you service now, um, and I charge five k a month. And so it's just like, granted, th- th- those are two totally different things, right? That it includes right. more than just a website, but. My point is, is that there are people that charge $500 for a website. There are people that charge $20,000 for the same website. You know what I mean? And so let's talk about that. Like, why are people all like from one spectrum to another? uh, And 
why do they feel like they can pay and why do people bet why do people actually pay that you know what i mean yeah so like what, what's your take on that i wish i knew the answer to it because <laughs> that's the problem i'm trying to solve in my business because there's this degree of like you know the two spectrums like we said like there's someone you know, doing work that isn't as high of quality and value that I'm bringing, yet they're charging more than me without batting an eye and getting clients, right? And the clients accept without issue. Um, Why am I charging less for better work? And it's like, I don't want to... It's this like degree of like, I care too much about the client you know, and sometimes Absolutely. I let my own head get in the way of like, this is business and mm-hmm. this is what I'm bringing to the table. Yep. I think, yeah, that totally makes sense. It's like there, no matter, no matter who you are and no matter what you charge, there's going to be somebody out there that charges either less or more for the exact same quality of work, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my take on it. And this is the, this is the reason why I was able to raise my fees. Um, just in certain times of my career. Um, I think it comes down to three things. Um, which, well, really, it's one thing and then two subcategories under that that influences that one thing. It all comes down to really Econ 101, supply and demand. Like For those of you that took economics, whether it's in high school or college, like supply and demand. It's like if supply is low and demand is high, Right, supply me meaning your capacity to do a certain amount of work. Right, mm-hmm. um, if your supply is low and your demand is high, which means a lot of people are tr- are wanting to work with you, but since your supply is low, meaning you as one person, so let's just say hypothetically you're a freelancer, like solo free- freelancer, anybody that's listening, that's a pretty low supply. It's not like you have a team of people, and so when when those two things happen, when supply is low, demand's high. That's when you can increase your fee. Now, I think there's two things that increase that, that make supply and demand happen. Um, I think it's brand, right? And relationships. Well, I guess I could throw a third one in there is quality of work. Let's just assume people are doing high quality work, right? right. But like outside of that, I think it's brand awareness and, or how strong your brand is. And the relationships that you have gained um, in your business development, right? So just sticking with like brand, um, it's like how well known is your brand? So I think like, so like, for example, I think if like Milo, Milo gets a ton of traffic, I think it's like six figures a month. Um, uh, if Milo decided to, to start creating websites for people, let's just assume that that hypothetically that that would happen. Um, versus Bob's web de- web design. No, no offense to Bob, any Bobs out there. Um, but I, I, I would think Milo would be able to charge a lot more because they have a much bigger brand presence, right? Right. So I think like just branding in general and how strong your brand. A perfect example, and this is outside of our industry, is like Apple, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, what kind of phone do you have? Are you iPhone? A, iPhone? Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm an Android. So we have both sides of the 
we have the devil and the the and the angel here. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. tell you which one's which. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, people line up, and I don't know if you're one of these people, but people line up for the brand new iPhone every year. You know what I mean? Like right. every single year, they go and buy the new iPhone. But not only that, they are one of the ones that are camped out in front of the Apple store. And that is because straight up because of brand. There mm-hmm. are other phones. Yes, iPhone users. There are <laughs> other phones that have better specs than an iPhone. There, It, it exists. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> it exists. Trust me. <laughs> um, and... Uh, but no one's no one's lining up to go get those phones. You don't hear about that. Right? Right. Because Apple has created the brand that it is today. And because of that, people they, they go crazy over their over their stuff. Right. So like that's my take on brand. It's like, well, okay, how do you how do you get a how do you build a brand presence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what what are your thoughts on the brand stuff? Like Cause like that's to me that's like half the equation. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the hard part there is figuring out how do you, how do you scale your brand presence, right? I think yeah. that that's the struggle of every business owner that exists. Yeah, because it's not. I really think. I mean, I think that your actual brand itself, your brand identity, your logo. Um, your color palette, all that is important. It's not that it's irrelevant, but I think your logo can look like anything really. But if you're... You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, 
that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn jobs. I've used it myself and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, it's your brand messaging. Yep. It's your, you know, online presence and how you're spelling that out elsewhere mm-hmm. is what matters. But what it actually looks like, they're not going to care unless you're doing something that people remember or, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's spot on because like a lot of people think branding is just the logo. It's logo design or an icon design or what colors or fonts or whatever. Yeah, that is important. But that, to me, that, there's a difference between branding and a brand, mm-hmm. right? So branding, this is debatable, includes all that stuff of like fonts, colors, like what does your logo look like? Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which I think it's important. Um, it, it's not impossible to build a strong brand without doing that stuff. Like a perfect example. Are you familiar with Two Men in a Truck Moving Company? Yes. So they're a big brand, but their logo, it's just stick figures. Yes. I've seen them. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally just black and white stick figures. Like their trucks are just white trucks with black stick figures. (laughs) And it's handwritten, two men in a two men in a truck. And I swear it's whoever those I don't know how this company started, but I'm assuming it's two men um, who had a truck and started moving stuff. I assume that they just didn't have enough, enough money and bootstrapped this and said, hey, let me just draw something really quick and here's our logo. Boom. And it just stuck, right? Right. That's branding. And there, there's a difference between that and a strong brand. So what they have become is a strong brand. Even right. though their logo is just stick figures, it is a strong brand because what they have done with their marketing. And their mm-hmm. service, right? And so, to me, that's the difference: is what's the difference between branding and a strong brand, or branding and a brand? To me, it's marketing and service, right? It's like, okay, we'll assume that they do good service, but it's marketing. Marketing amplifies the brand, and so, like, people will say, like, oh, you know, I just do all my business from referrals. Um, that's great, no? Like, that's the best business that you can get. It's not, you can't control it. Like you, mm-hmm. you get the referrals when they can come. You cannot control that. That's why marketing and brand, marketing and advertising is so important because you can quickly amplify your branding and your messaging to create a strong brand. So, right, yeah, that's that's um, to me that's half the equation, right? Mm-hmm. To to supply and demand, aka increase your fee. Um, the other half is relationships, right? Perfect example is you here, right? I don't know. I don't know how, how did you and Preston meet? I don't, I don't know that story. I think actually I was just a follower of Milo and same. <laughs> and yeah. look, here, here we are doing <laughs> right. our own episode <laughs> on the Milo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Without Preston, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um thanks Preston. Shout out to Preston for uh, 
yeah. giving us this opportunity. But um, and trusting us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just like in here, like, hey, guy, hey, Adam, let's just do our own episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, how, how? How? Okay, so you followed Milo, and was it? Yeah, you followed Milo or the previous uh, name? It was Milo, actually. Okay, I think cool. it was. Yeah, because I can't remember when he made that switch. I want to say maybe like 2012. I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah. And so I was just a follower and reading articles. And it's just a good Facebook group as a freelancer. And um, one day he just posted a job, you know, about helping with blog management. And I needed some extra side work at the time. So I was, I was hoping for like a really, really... That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making fun of you because that's exactly how I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, like, so I was hoping for like, yeah, I've been following Milo and Preston for a while. Then I went to this conference and I happened to see Preston and we met up and like, blah, blah, blah. But he made a job posting and I applied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. No, like, so mine's similar. Mine's like, I, I, follow, I started following Milo when I first became a freelancer in 2015. And, and I think I, so I read, a, and there's a couple of episodes about this and we've mentioned it several times, but like, right. I took one of those articles about wearing a black t-shirt with white letters that says web designer on it. And I ran with it and I, I went zero to a hundred with it, took it, became part of my brand. And that was the, the, the start of my agency that, which turned into like a 20 something person agency that I eventually sold all because of that one article on Milo. And, uh, and I posted about it. I posted um, and I said, hey, thanks to this article. And then Preston reached out and said, hey, uh, let's have you on the podcast. And that's kind of how, that's how me and Preston first connected. I, I've, nice. believe it or not, I've never actually met Preston in person. Yeah, have you? me either. Mm-mm. Is he a real person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, He's catfishing but, us. No. Yeah, right. But we, no. we both know him and we, we Zoom <laughs> quite often. We've done podcasts and stuff. Uh, for several years, but so back to the point of like relationships. Um, this is whether it's in person or or online in a Facebook group like you and me. Um, that's how you get business, right? Like that's like it's just the relationships that you gain with people because you never know what that person might be able to do for you. Uh, they they might be able to hire you. They might be able to refer you to somebody. Um, they might be someone of influence who knows a ton of people in your target audience um, that can basically endorse you. So it's just all about relationships. This is why, like, I I'm like, I always try to just connect with as many people as I can, no matter if I think or not. If I think they're, you know, like whether or not I think they're in my target audience, like I could be talking to, I don't know, like. I, I, my target audience right now is, is service providers who provide a service locally. So if, if I were to meet, if I if I had met Preston in person somewhere, I I I could easily say, oh, you're not my target audience. I'm not going to talk to you. You know what I mean? But because mm-hmm. he and I connected, same thing with you. Like we we now um, have a connection with Preston, um, and now we're doing this podcast for him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get a lot of exposure that way. So I, right. I, I, ha- I have repeated this process over and over again. Like I have a relationship with somebody who's influential 
over a group of service providers, like about 700 service providers. And I have been getting endorsements like crazy from that person for the last four years. And I easily get one to five referrals a month because of that one relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's one to five people that I close 90% of the time. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you can do all the marketing and branding and all that stuff, but like that, that can be transactional. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like you, you can get enough exposure. Then you talk to somebody, but it might be cold or whatever, but like a relationship with somebody like that is, is more evergreen in my opinion, because it's like, if you turn off the marketing, then that side turn that that side shuts down, right? Right. Um. So, but with with relationships, as long as you don't mess up the relationship, right? Like that's mm-hmm. evergreen. So I think this is a perfect example. You and me with Preston, like that's a high quality re- relationship. Right. Yeah, and I think too. Um, I mean, to that point also is where branding can still play a part is in design, right? And like having this nice appearance yeah. is like a couple of weeks ago, I got a local lead from Google in my area and I asked him why he reached out to me. And he said, because I had the best looking website in the area from anybody else. And so that's yeah, where it shows that if you do, you know, do good work and represent yourself well online so that if there is that cold lead looking for you, that can do work, you know, help you out. But well, it's a first impression kind of thing, right? There's, there's a lot of people that would be turned off by stick figures. You know what I mean? Right. It, it also just depends to on the context of the business, right? If you are a designer, like you and me, our shit's got to look good. You know what I mean? Like, right. we can't right. just have stick. A moving company, I would actually say that works in that case because there's not a lot of, like, to me, that sticks out in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and even though it is like just kind of stick figure-ish kind of uh, design like that no one in this group would probably do, <laughs> um, it stuck out, which is the whole p- the whole point, right? Of like yeah. trying to get people's attention. Um, so in their case, it worked. I don't know if it was by accident or if it was on purpose. Um, but it worked. And but in our right. case, in context of what we do in our profession, um, design's super important, right? Yeah. And I think also just going back to what you're saying about relationships, um, for me personally to share like what I've found to be successful for me in nurturing long-term relationships and and what gets people to refer you is just like I mean. For me, it's like caring, actually caring about them and doing good work and being responsive and communicative. Those things can take you a really long way because there's so many people out there that don't do that. And so that was already set you apart. That is so... Okay, this is a very simple thing. But for some reason, I do not know why it's so difficult for people in our industry to do. Mm -hmm. It's like... Communication. Preston and I talk about this all the time on the podcast. It's like communication. And that encompasses a lot of things. It's like, one, um, be quick 
with your be responsive with your communication. There's mm-hmm. nothing more. I out of all the years that I've done this, and I don't know about you, um, one the top reason of why someone a client comes to me, uh, or let me rephrase, a uh, number one reason of why someone is leaving their current web person is because they are not responsive to their messages. Right? Like mm-hmm. the client sends an email to the web person that says, hey, I need to make this little change. And it's like a week later or two weeks later. And like, that's the most annoying thing ever. And that that's probably the number one reason why they're leaving their current web person. And it's so simple. It's very, right. it's a simple thing to do. And like just doing that alone sets you apart from everyone else in this industry. And I just, I don't get it. And one, so I want to know like what, if there's something that helps you with that, because I know like, yeah, we're all busy and like things, the last thing people want to do is check their emails and messages and blah, blah, blah. Like, but for me, like one thing that's dr- dramatically like helped me with this is in my email, I, my rule is I always respond to messages within 24 business hours. And messages usually means email. And so what I do is I always respond. So today, today I will respond to all emails that are dated all the way through yesterday. I do not even look at my messages that come in today. So the reason why I do this is because I know there's a stopping point, right? Mm -hmm. I could get caught up on my emails all the way through. It's 1.38 p.m. right now where I am. Um, but I could get a hundred more emails later today. You know what I mean? There's no mm-hmm. stopping point. But if I, as a rule, if I just respond to all emails and messages all the way up through midnight yesterday, there's a hard stopping point. And by doing that, this kind of rule or this, this, I don't know what you call it, email responding strategy, whatever, mm-hmm. or hack. Um, I still abide by my 24-hour response time. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, do you have any tips on that? Because I think this is super important to... This is part of brand, uh, creating a strong brand, right? Yeah. So that's actually one thing I personally struggle with because since I've been doing this 10 years, right? When I first started, you know, I mean, I started with one client. And so when you literally have one client, you have nothing else but to to do, but to tend to that one client. So I was super quick to reply. Didn't work super quick, right? Because I didn't have any other clients I was doing work for. But fast forward to here I am 10 years later and I've got a full load, right? I'm working 40, 50 hours a week and I still have that mentality of that, like I need to check my email to make sure I reply and not like, what if there's something important or what am I missing, right? It's almost like that FOMO. I'm like, I don't want to miss out on helping my client if they need something. And so yep. I'm actually currently trying to fix that because I think, I mean, for one, it it kills my productivity, right? Because I could be right in the middle of doing something and I hear that email come in and it'll distract me. <laughs> yeah, and, you, could, you could do the whole like four-hour work week thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or I think I think in that book, um, I think it's just like check emails twice a day kind of thing. 
Yeah. That's what I'd like to get to is just set like specific times of the day when I check my email and otherwise close it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm a bad one to give advice on email because I'm too, too stuck to my inbox. I'm trying to get away from that because <laughs> it's good that clients like it. I'm responsive, but it's also a killer because then I'm setting that up that they're going to expect that all the time. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's that's a super tough one. That, that was a tough one that it took me forever to to get past. But it's just, it's just like one of those things, like, dude, like just like working out, for example. I I hate working out, man. I hate exercise. Like, I don't want to sweat. Mm-hmm. I, I I hate sweating. You know, it's like you know, like my wife gets like when she gets hungry, she gets hangry, right? <laughs> I don't get that way with with hunger. Like, I'm just hungry, you know. Yeah. But I don't get hangry. My equivalent to that is when I sweat. If I sweat, I am very miserable and I, you know, you don't want to be around me. So, anyways, my point is with this and how it relates to email is um, even though I hate exercise, like I do it because it's just needed, you know? Right. And, and it becomes a habit. You do it for so often, so many times in a row, it becomes a habit. And then if you don't do it, you feel weird. Right, you feel something's missing in your life. That's the way I've gotten with my email. Like I did my 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 whole email hack of like only responding to messages from yesterday. Mm-hmm. I did it for like thirty days in a row, and now it's just like I I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. So it's um it's not something I struggle with anymore. So I urge you to try that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, for sure I will. Yeah. Um. All right. So. I think we're we're sitting at like the 32 minute mark. I think we put together a pretty good episode for Preston uh to air. <laughs> so, um is there anything else that that you think that we ought to uh to add? I mean, we talked about imposter syndrome. So, just kind of a summary is like there yes, there are people that are always going to be better than you. You just need to accept that fact. Um also, equivalent of that, there's people that's always worse than you, including your clients. Um we talked about um like increasing fees and how you do that, you know, supply, demand, strong brand, relationships. Um, we talked about some email hacking. Uh, anything else to add? Um, not really. I mean, I think just circling back to like imposter syndrome, I just don't think there really is like any single solution that like, here, do this one thing and it'll go away, right? There's no cure. It's a work in progress. Uh, like I said, I'm still suffer with it. Yeah, I'm trying same. to trying to change that over time. It's a mindset. It's a mental thing. Yeah, it's a I I it's an it's an incurable thing, but it is manageable. Right, right. It's just like as long as you can figure out ways to manage that, um, and just kind of a couple of tips that I got is like. Because you'll eventually grow thick skin, right? Um, to help manage that, but like, it's just reminding yourself of like there are there are like your clients don't know as much as you, right? Mm-hmm. Just right. that, right? That those that's the only people you really have to impress. Um, and ninety nine point nine percent of clients just don't know as much as you. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if they thought they knew more than you, they wouldn't hire you. Exactly. Um, and the second thing is, it's like just good old fashioned like exercise or or just taking care of your body and your health. 
Um, it could just be exercise. It could be um, nutrition, um, taking care of your mind, right? Uh, mm-hmm. med- some people like meditation, that kind of thing. Right. Um, for me, I don't, I don't like meditation. So like I play video games, you know, that's like, that's my med- form of meditation because like, I don't have to think about it. And so like those three things like help manage that kind of mentality because I think that is a form of like self-sabotage, you know, it's a form of anxiety. Um, and a way to combat that is just taking care of yourself, number one. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And just reminding yourself of, I think, not forgetting like where you're at and what you're doing and like the work you're putting out. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't put yourself down and yeah. you know, give yourself more credit than you may not otherwise. That's really good. I saw a meme. I can't take credit for this. I wish I could. <laughs> um, I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, what did it say? It said, and this completely relates to imposter syndrome. It said, um, remember who you were 10 years ago because that person wishes they were you today. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Like, I remember my my former self at two th- in 2015 when I was broke, doing fi- $500 websites, didn't know anybody, didn't know sales, didn't know how to do marketing. I was shy, timid, like... You know what I mean? Like that was right, me. Right. And I never would have thought that I would be here where I am today. Yeah. And so like that constant reminder, that's good. I agree. And same same with me too. I definitely <laughs> need to think about that. <laughs> you should go get a print out, go find a picture of yourself from 10 years ago and print it out and put it on your on your uh your wall there. <laughs> yeah. Say Adam with one client. <laughs> making $500 a month now, Adam. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So like everybody's been, everyone, everybody's been there. Everybody starts from zero, you know? It's like, right. Just like that constant reminder. Um, I think this is a good episode. What do you think? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I so I mean, there, hopefully there's enough content here. Um, and so let's just end it with, uh, you know, let's go ahead and do some self-promotion since Preston's not here to stop us. Um, where can people find you, Adam? <laughs> All right. Um, well, when you're not finding me on Milo, right? Uh, managing yeah. content. Uh, my business is Adam Wright Design. It, you can actually find me on Facebook and Instagram. And I just started a YouTube channel, actually. Nice. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Also, Adam Wright Design. Uh, my website, adamwrightdesign.com. Cool. And people can find me at get dripify.com um that's the handle everywhere and uh or you can go to my personal website which is claymosley.com um i do more than just design and marketing so if you are interested you can go there um other than that adam i appreciate you uh hopping on and uh joining like co-hosting today i think this is super fun we need to see try to see if preston will allow us to do this more often (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah it's been fun Thanks, Clay. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com.
The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.